Welcome to the February 10th, 2023 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 10, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give everyone listening wisdom as they listen to your word today. Lord, in addition, I pray that you would give them favor with both God and man. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 10, beginning in verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is the grief of his mother. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish, but he casts away the desire of the wicked. He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. The wise in heart will receive commands, but a prating fool will fall. He who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will become known. He who winks with the eye causes trouble, but a prating fool will fall. The mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Wisdom is found on the lips of him who has understanding, but a rod is for the back of him who is devoid of understanding. Wise people store up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. The labor of the righteous leads to life, the wages of the wicked to sin. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. Whoever hides hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver, The heart of the wicked is worth little. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. To do evil is like sport to a fool, but a man of understanding has wisdom. The fear of the wicked will come upon him, and the desire of the righteous will be granted. 
When the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more. But the righteous has an everlasting foundation. As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy man to those who send him. The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. The hope of the righteous will be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. The way of the Lord is strength for the upright, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not inhabit the earth. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut out. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked what is perverse. Friends, today I'm going to go over two verses, and they are very similar, verses 6 and verses 11. And let's look, first of all, at the New King James Version. Verse 6 says, Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Now let's look at 11. The mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. So the second part of those two verses are exactly the same. Let's look at that. Violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Now that part of the verse is both in 6 and 11. I don't like the word violence. Whenever I think of violence, um, I'm not very happy. I think if you're thinking about violence, if you go to sleep at night, it will cause you trouble. You'll be going back and forth and turning over from side to side. If violence is on your mind, you're not going to have peace and you're not going to sleep well. Now, let's look at the first part of verses 6 and 11. Blessings are on the head of the righteous. Well, that sounds good. Let's look at 11. The mouth of the righteous is a well of life. Now, what I like is in the New Living Translation, it says, the godly are showered with blessings. And I really kind of want to make this identification here because the New King James says the righteous And in the New Living Translation, it is translated as the godly. And I just want to make reference to this. A lot of people live their lives as though God never exists. And if people know that you are a Christian or talk about God, they don't want anything at all to do with you. But let's look at the first part of those verses. Blessings will come upon people who are righteous or do the right thing. And in the New Living Translation, it says that godly people tend to do these things. So for those of you who are walking as though God does not exist, I just want you to ponder that because you will have blessings and you will have good things happen in your life If you do the right things in life, and if you are righteous, 
And if you do not do those things, these two verses tell us that that will not happen for you. This Friday, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. The last four weeks, I have been giving you verses on love, verses on faith, verses on peace, and verses on anxiety and worry. And today, the Holy Spirit told me to go in a different direction. He told me he wanted me to share from the book of Philippians, chapter 3. So I'm going to read that entire chapter in its entirety today, and I'm going to go over a couple things that I would like for you to consider. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation, and I would just like to remind anyone that this is the Chronological Life Application Study Bible. And after we finish reading, I'm going to go over a couple commentary, which I think will really bless you if you think about it. And before I begin reading, if you have the chance, and if you're not real busy, if you're just listening, I ask that you would sit down in a chair or lay down on the couch and close your eyes and meditate as I read these verses. I think you'll truly be blessed. Number one, Nothing we can do compares to what Christ has done for us. Let's begin Philippians chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. Watch out for those dogs those people who do evil, those mutilators who say you must be circumcised to be saved. For we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort, though I could have confidence in my own effort, if anyone could. Indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I am a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees, who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. 
Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection of the dead. Number two, do not live life looking in your rear view mirror. Let's continue in verse 12. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and they think only about this life here on earth. And finally, number three, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Let's look at verse 20. But we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak, mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own, using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. I'm going to read two commentaries that I would like for you to ponder. <clears throat> At first glance, it looks like Paul is boasting about his achievements, but he is actually doing the opposite showing that human achievements, no matter how impressive, cannot earn a person's salvation and eternal life with God. Paul had impressive credentials, upbringing, nationality, family background, inheritance, orthodoxy, activity, and morality. However, his conversion to faith in Christ wasn't based on what he had done, 
but on God's grace. Paul did not depend on his deeds to please God, because even the most impressive credentials fall short of God's holy standards. Are you depending on Christian parents, church affiliation, or just being good to make you right with God? Credentials, accomplishments, or reputation cannot earn salvation. Salvation comes only through faith in Christ. And one more commentary. Listen to this. After Paul considered everything he had accomplished in his life, he decided to write it all off as worthless when compared with the greatness of knowing Christ. We should value our relationship with Christ as more important than anything else. To know Christ should be our ultimate goal. Yet how do we know him better? Study the life of Christ in the Gospels. See how Christ lived and responded to people. Study all the New Testament references to Christ. As you worship and pray, let the Holy Spirit remind you of Christ's words. Take up Christ's mission to preach the gospel and learn from his suffering. To do these things may mean that you must must take major changes in your thinking and in your lifestyle. Are you willing to change your values in order to know Christ better? Will you fix or rearrange your schedule in order to set aside a few minutes each day for prayer and Bible study? Will you change some of your plans, goals, and desires in order to conform with what you learn about Christ? Whatever you must change or give up, Having Christ and becoming one with Him will be more than worth the sacrifice. Friends, my call to action today is to meditate on what you just heard. Meditate on it. Ponder it over the weekend. Think about these things. The scripture reading for today I would like for you to reread the third chapter of Philippians in its entirety. Paul got it. Forget about everything else that you have done in your life. None of it matters. Look forward to the rest of your life and what you can do and what God has called you to. I believe that is the direction that everyone listening to this podcast should take. Do not have any regrets about what you've done, but keep your eyes on the future. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friends, if there is anyone listening today and you have never taken that step, I invite you to repeat a simple prayer after me today. Jesus, thank you that you set a wonderful example of how we can live our lives. 
You were tempted in all areas, as are we, and yet you never gave in to the temptation of sin. I believe that you died on a cross. I believe you descended into hell for three days, and you took the keys from Satan himself, and that you have overcome death. You rose from the dead, you lived on earth for 40 days, and then you ascended into heaven. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I ask that you come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you repeated that prayer or if you have any questions about anything you heard on today's podcast, please reach out to me on Facebook today. Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. If you have any questions, ask me on Messenger. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, have a blessed weekend. I pray blessings over you and your family. Please rejoin me on Monday as we further explore wisdom today.